Welcome back to my podcast, Meditate with Samara. The intention of this podcast is to share wellness tips and inspirations, stories from people who have been there, done that, and have a lot of important message to share with you today. And I'm so excited to talk to the special guests today about taking out time for yourself. And who else needs to hear this right now? just share it to them because especially in this time in the pandemic we are always on doing something with for someone else with work and everything and it's so important to talk about taking out time for yourself so to introduce the guest for today she is called sabine sabine is a certified therapeutic yoga teacher with yoga alliance and a nutrition coach she focuses on kokoro an alignment of mind body heart and soul Each person has a unique roadmap to health and wellness, she said. So she considers her role as a catalyst to guide them on this individual journey. Sabine is passionate about cyclical wellness programs, as she understands that there is no system is independent in our bodies. And it's just as important to meditate to reach your goals as it is to move and nourish. That is so true. And I would love to talk to her more about this. And she believes that moments of pause and movement go hand in hand. Finally, Sabine owns at Kokorology. And she shares her knowledge and discoveries on her personal page on Instagram at Life Deceps. I'll put the link in the description so you can reach out to her and follow her work. And if you want to get more information about community yoga classes, you can definitely reach out there and we will talk about it more as we go through this episode. So without further ado, welcoming Sabine. Hi. Hi, Samad. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. I'm really glad that we can do this today. How's it going? How's your experience been with this podcast? This podcast has been lovely. I have been meeting people one-on-one and communicating, especially like with you. We've only talked through social media, through a common mutual connection, and I get to experience and understand and learn from you and other guests, and it's amazing so far. It has changed my life in little ways throughout my day, so I'm eternally grateful for your presence here today. I love it. (laughs) So tell me, what would you like to learn from me? (laughs) Yes. So you mentioned that it's so important for us to take out time for ourselves, right? Why is that the case? Can you please explain a little bit about the importance of that? Yeah. So, um, and and I say this um, out of personal experience as well. Um, we all get so caught up in our work, in our daily life, in um, the existence that is mindless existence. And um, we just, we're always playing catch up to something. We're always running behind something. And in the process, what we forget is um, the present moment in which we are and we are ourselves. And um, what, what happens when we do that and when we're chasing or being run uh, or running behind deadlines is um, we tend to forget that our body and our mind need some time to decompress. And uh, if we don't do that, if we don't take our time to decompress, which is why the huge um, movement for meditation, the uh, and multiple apps that have come out for mindful living and creating mind spaces. It's because 
you need to take a conscious space, not just for sleep. That's another conversation which most people don't get enough sleep um, for themselves, but also that people do not take a conscious time. And uh, when we don't do this, it doesn't allow our body to uh, go back into our rest and restore. And if we're not in our rest and restore, then the body that we've been given that can naturally heal itself does not heal itself, which is why we then have to go to the doctor. And then the doctor gives us these medications, which has side effects, which again stresses different parts of your body, though it heals some parts of your body. And so it's this cyclical downward spiral that we have, which we can completely avoid, uh, at least 80% we can avoid it, if we just take out that few minutes to just sit with ourselves and our thoughts. And one thing people don't realize, is if you sit with yourself and your thoughts, you tend to find those creative solutions that you're always breaking your head over. So unless you give that, give yourself that space, you cannot find this creative solution. So it's actually good for your career to take it, take out that time. Wow, thank you so much, Sabine. That's mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that we can, you know, take care of our body before that we are sick mentally or physically, 80% can be changed through just taking time out. And I definitely agree with what you said that our creative moments happen when we least think about it sometimes, right? Like when you're showering or you're just staring at a space and then you're like, that's the answer of what I've been thinking for the past two days. You just need to give yourself a moment. Yeah, it's like our inner intelligence, just know the answer and we just have to let it come out. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And I see here that you are a certified therapeutic yoga teacher. Can you tell me more about that? I'm really wondering yeah, what it's like. Yeah. Um, so in general, yoga has been such a gift to me um, since I was a child. And it's a story I tend to tell a lot of people as well, because um, so my paternal grandmother, we call them Dabi in our culture. Uh, when I was a child used to, um, uh, actually she used to meditate every day without fail for many, many years, even all the way into her old age. Um, and, uh, but when I was a child, I, I think I saw her or I'm not sure because I was too young when this happened, but I remember asking her about it. And then she told me that she want to wake up with me. And then for a few days, she woke me up herself just because I'd said yes. And, uh, I would play around her and then I would sit, see her sit still completely. And uh, I started sitting with her still completely as well. And so this is where I started learning meditation. And for me, that is the beginning of my yoga journey. And then uh, around university, I started finding the asana practice, which is what is traditionally known as yoga, but the movement part of it. And, um, and then I've never looked back since. It's been such a, it's, it's been such a gift that keeps on giving. And uh, early last year, I decided that let me just make this formal, become a teacher, share my knowledge. Um, and it's been a journey because when you're a coach, you have to learn how to be a business as well. Um, so it's been interesting trying to find that balance in the corporate, in the business, in the entrepreneurial side, and then still maintain that true um, yoga practice, uh, the wellness part of things. So I have to practice what I preach. And so that's, that's been the biggest journey over here. Wow. Wow. I love that you have to balance a lot of different things too, right? Because when we are teaching yoga in a way, how you package it. And I saw also on Instagram and your page, you were doing a TV show as well. And, and yeah. I that's 
thing. Can you, what was that TV show about? Can you tell me a little? I haven't seen it. Of course. So the 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 point of that TV show was to shoot a season of some episodes that would live for a long term on the digital space. Um, I mean, I could have done that easily on YouTube, but then um, I had a production company that was uh, that decided to make it a lot a higher quality production because of the cameras, the editing, and all of that stuff. Um, stuff that I didn't have to worry about at some point then. Um, so what we decided to do was shoot 20 episodes, um, tackling 20 different issues. Um, I think I started off with uh, um, lordosis, which is, um, with, uh, uh, so there are different parts of your spine that uh, do different things, right? So you have your hunchback, I'll, I'll talk in layman terms, you have your hunchback, then you have, you know, the protrusion of your lower back where your stomach's always out and it, it overextends the lower spine. Um, and, uh, and people walk like that, it's a really weak pelvis when that happens. Um, when you're hunching, which is what we all do as professionals because we're constantly working, what it does, it really affects your cervical spine and your upper spine and your shoulders. Um, then we went on to uh, doing a session for headaches, um, um, for uh, um, sleeping well, sleeping disorders, um, a little bit of a weight loss session, I told people. The thing is that all of these sessions, the reason why they live long term and I created them that way is because um, you can do one flow for a very long time um to then uh, to get the benefits out of it it's not a one-time session that will give you the benefits and so we created such that you can independently do this flow and then i made it very beginner level so that uh, anyone can follow along and we did chair yoga as well so you can sit on your chair all day and i can still help you work out so that was that was a bit of gone that's amazing wow congratulations <laughs> with that is there a place Thank here you. Our listeners can look at that later, maybe. Absolutely. It's um, if you search for Kokoro on Voozle TV. So um, Kokoro is K-O-K-O-R-O. And on Voozle, V-U-U-Z-L-E, I think it's two U's, um, you can find it. I've also tagged them on my Instagram. So you can always see that. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. We'll put it in the description below because I found what you are doing and why you're doing it. I think it's so important, especially that it helps us take time out for ourselves. And I would like to circle back into that. So you also mentioned that you are passionate about cyclical wellness programs. I have never mm -hmm. heard of that term before. So I'm really interested to know what it is all about. If you can share a little bit about that. Absolutely. I think this is, this is where I stick to the wellness industry because of this particular um, point. Um, and I say stick because it's something that I've discovered over time. So um, in my uh, corporate world experience, when I was working like crazy, I was as a consultant and I was a tech consultant to top it off. So, you know, it's just, it's mind blowingly, um, uh, it, it takes over your life. And, um, and, then, and then I realized that certain things started failing, even as a young adult. And uh, what, what the healthcare industry does in that case, it helps keep you alive or helps make you comfortable, right? But the healthcare industry is not designed to make you live in an efficient way, pain-free. 
mm-hmm. on like automatic uh, natural healing process. It's not meant to uh, work on that. That's what the wellness industry does. Now, the reason why your doctor cannot prescribe certain things and um, may not prescribe it is because um, each doctor has a specialization. Even though all the doctors kind of know everything is interconnected, when you go for a consultation, they don't have much time. So they'll say, okay, you have a knee problem. Um, you do do an MRI. Let's see what's the problem. Let's, um, well, you, uh, you uh, have a knee problem that cannot be fixed. This is my own story I'm telling you. It cannot be fixed. It's a permanent damage. What you can do is prevent an early onset of arthritis. So what, what that meant is when I'm in too much pain, I can take a pain pill or I can put some pain gel, uh, Um, But I could not really get away from that nagging, uncomfortable pain that I had in my left knee. And uh, the reason why I got that pain was because I had injured myself on a hill. So it was a really bad impact. Um, And so what I did was um, I started doing all these exercises and moving my joint in certain ways. Um, only to realize that there's more to this because my diet was not healthy. It was not, uh, um, it was very meat centric. And so I needed to eat a little bit more plant centric stuff, specifically the greens. And that started um, a different kind of natural healing process. The other thing people don't tell you is when you have a joint pain, you need to sit it out. There's no yoga that fixes a joint pain. It helps you release some of the tension in your joints, uh, but you need to sit it out if you have an active pain. So these are all these things are so connected. Then um, comes in stress. Now your stress are through medication, through food, through uh, in your gut. It can be because your liver is stressed out by trying to process all these medications and toxins that you're doing or if you're drinking or you're smoking on a daily basis Um, and uh, if you're not eating the right kind of nutrition and then um, all of that plays a big part on your brain so all of that adds stress to your brain because your hormones are now not being regulated properly and so there is one one tiny thing leads to several breakdowns if you don't fix one thing right and uh, the the way I fixed my knee problem was to get rid of my stress mentally. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, and I can go a little bit deeper into that, but then um, maybe we can circle back to this, but it's crazy how if you fix one part of things, it reverses that cycle that we are already, uh, that allows you to come out from that downward spiral. And so it's all connected and it has to be tackled in a cyclical manner. You cannot, you cannot look at something in isolation in your body because your body doesn't exist in isolation. Wow, that's such a powerful message. I had just goosebumps listening to that <laughs> there because I know a lot of people who have problems in their gut and we don't know if it's like a stress from your mentally or is it just a stomach pain like even for me when I'm stressed I have gastritis and then you know which one to fix first and you're completely right it's it's all interconnected but just knowing how it's interconnected sometimes is a bit out of reach for people who are not practically seeking out to find that answer so so I'm grateful that you are sharing your experience too so and with your neat story as well and now is it completely feeling better, your knee? 
Yeah, so um, I sometimes forget I have um, an injury on my left knee. So I consider that that a massive win. Um, previously, my knee used to lock or uh, used to, you know, there's a knocking sensation every time you would climb up and down stairs. I fly up and down stairs now. Um, so many, many days I just completely do not feel it. Um, of course, sometimes it comes back because it is a chronic pain. Um, but then I realize the days it comes back, there's two things that I, uh, that I may have done. One is overeat on junk food, which we all do. And uh, it's, it's a pain point that I have about myself. And it's a constant thing that I'm trying to fix about myself. Um, second, sorry, I have something in my eye. The second thing that I realized that happens is if I've sat for too long, because um, even as uh, people who are in the wellness industry, who know we have to move. Um, sometimes I have an exam coming up. Sometimes I have some conference, like for the last three days, I've been in this conference that I love. Um, and I've realized that I've just sat through it entirely. And um, I know that if I don't move today and I don't do something about it today, in the next few days, I'm going to start feeling my knee. So you have to like understand that even as people who um, work on this, we're not like perfect human beings, um, but uh, you have to manage. And it's a constant thing that you have to continuously manage. And we're always getting a day older, right? So we're always getting older. We're never reversing our aging process. So it's always going to get worse. So you need to manage and have discipline to make sure that you feel a, uh, the highest quality of your life before you get to that point where we all have to move. We all have to decline at some point. Yeah, that's so important. And what I also like what you shared is about we have to manage ourselves before feeling anything later. You know, when you were talking about, oh, okay, I know that I have been sitting for the past three days, but then today I have to do something about it. And sometimes people don't feel like that. Like from my personal experience, I was also working a lot and then stressful. And at that point I was like, okay, let me just push until I break. But how can we take care of ourselves before our breaking point? What so that's actually yeah, that's actually a very good question. And I get into massive debates with my friends who um, constantly question, <laughs> question me. I mean, we all have people who push our limits in terms of questioning, right? And those are your biggest critics, but those are, that's where you learn the most. So I have constant debates with my friends when we um, sit down and we're talking about these things. Um, and uh, one of the things is like, Sabs, you're in this field. So it's easy for you to figure it out for yourself because you know what to do. You have the knowledge. For us to figure it out, we either have to pay a lot or we have to have the discipline and rebuild the discipline and all of that stuff. So one of the things that I would suggest um, in terms of how every person listening to this uh, can maybe benefit um, in their personal lives is remember your wellness is very unique to you. So it's not necessary that the steps I follow are the steps that will benefit you. Similar to our skincare routine, we all go to um, a, a million beauty products, but we all have a different routine completely. Now it's because we all have a unique skin, right? So the way I would tackle this in terms of creating a little routine for yourself is a beautiful, beautiful way that Ayurveda discusses it, is that you have to create a habitual routine for yourself that allows the maximum removal of toxins from your body. 
or consumption of toxins in your body, um, then you have to put yourself in a routine um, and a discipline around it every day, such that when you're facing the hardest and the biggest challenges of your time, you already built the discipline. So you um, tend to 70% not fall back, uh, or can you can 70% fall back on good habits because it's part of your habit. Wow. Right? Yeah. And it's, a, it's an Ayurveda teaching. Before Ayurveda teaches you what Pata, Kifa, and all of that is, they first teach you that this is what it is. It's building a habit. So the way I would build a proper routine during the day, it's called by calling it a ritual first, because routine has such negative connotations. People are like, oh, routine, it's so boring. But if you say <laughs> you're going to actually uh, put yourself in a ritual, it's an everyday, brushing your teeth is a ritual to ensure that your teeth are gonna stay healthy for the longest uh, longest time. You know, and you're gonna enjoy the sensation. It's silly, but if you call it ritual, it changes something of the perception in your mindset. Um, oil pulling um, and uh, do things that you enjoy. Um, so I'll share my experience. I'll share what I do and maybe that helps. So the way I designed my life is to say that in the morning, I will do the most painful things that I do not enjoy doing. So I hate dry brushing, for example. I used to hate it. Um, now I can't live without it because it's a lot of work. It's actually like you have to you know, go here, here, and you have to really, it's actually a lot of moving. And uh, just like brushing, you really do not, not everyone enjoys that sensation of um, brushing your teeth, right? Um, and so it's one of those things that you just have to get up and do. And so the brush, you brush your teeth. As soon as I'm done brushing my teeth, I'm like, okay, now I have to brush my entire teeth. So then I'll do the dry brushing for my entire body. And then because I've now gotten uh, into the habit of dry brushing, I added on putting some oil all over my body to take care of my skin. Now that also, because your skin also is where a lot of uh, toxins get released and a lot of good stuff can get input, right? It's one of the largest organs in your body. Um, and so a dry brushing is great for your lymphatic drainage. It's great for removing dead skin, um, allowing your toxins to be removed. And so, you know, those are those tiny, tiny things. These are hacks that people do. Then I have created a ritual of making sure that I drink hot lemon water in the morning. Um, so as soon as I go down, while my coffee is brewing, and I try to go after the slow brewing coffee so that I have time to do all these other things. And so you have to play smart, right? Like, so instant coffee, get rid of it. You go behind the slow brewing coffee so that you have time to do these other things. Then I will have a little celery juice after 10, 15 minutes. In the meantime, my coffee is ready and then I'll have coffee and then I will sit and have my breakfast. And then now you have to, as a nutritionist, design your uh, system to make sure that you eat majority of certain macronutrients, like your carbs, majority of it early on in the day, a lot of protein in the middle of the day um, and a lot of cooked vegetables at the end of the night. And so these are the kind of things that you tend to do. Every day uh, for an hour that I work, I take five minutes off to stretch myself. So I'll put one part of my body. So I start from the top to the bottom. So every hour I work, five minutes, I'll start with my neck. Then the next five minutes, I'll start with my shoulders. Then I'll do my wrists and my fingers. 
then I'll do my spine and lower spine, then I'll do my hips and then I'll do my knee and then I'll do my feet. So every hour I've worked, I've taken out those five minutes and each five minutes I tend to work on a different part of my body just to stretch it so that your joints are not overstressed. So these are the kind of things. Set a time for meditation. Go to bed with an intention that, um, you know, you want to decompress, start the healing process as soon as you fall asleep. Turn off your screens. Um, keep a time that this is it. The screens are turned off. For a few days, it's just going to be so hard then you get into the routine of it. Then you say, oh, now my screens are off. Let me find a book to read. You know, like you tend to do these things. It starts building. So start from the small things and then, and then automatically you'll get ideas to build on it. But if you're going to say, I'm going to do everything Sabine said today and I'm going to start a perfect life from tomorrow, you are setting yourself up for failure is all I'm going to say. So start with those five minutes, then move on. And that's the resistance people have because they don't realize it's that simple. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of that wisdom. You really caught me there with like, I'm going to do all of it tomorrow. <laughs> I was so inspired. There are so many things that I have not done yet. And I believe that would be very beneficial. For example, I, I understand a little bit about Ayurveda, about our doshas as well. And then trying to balance the imbalances and, and putting it in little pieces in my day. And um, I never really understand it the way that you just explained it, especially with the removal of toxins from your body. Yeah. Because that's essentially what Ayurveda is. But sometimes, well, at least for me, I kind of forget that very important piece. So thank you so much for really bringing that insight. But maybe for our friends who have not heard of Ayurveda. Can you explain a little bit about Ayurveda just to keep our friends in the context of what Ayurveda is? Now I'm not a certified Ayurveda professional, so I would I will I will keep the sharing a little bit limited and I'll ask most of them to do a bit of reading on it. But what I can share is Ayurveda follows your uh, doshas, as they call it, is um, certain, I, I want to use the right word, because doshas in Hindi can also mean certain problems, issues. But, uh, but doshas actually in Ayurveda kind of refer to um, pre-existing uh, things that you would lean towards, things that your body would lean towards, is, is, is as easy to explain that. Um, and so you're divided into these three basic Ayurveda principles, um, but then you can be in the middle as well. So you can have a lot of pita and a sum of kapha and or otherwise. Now, each one of those has a quality assigned to it. Just like your star signs say you have a quality assigned to it, um, depending on how much you believe in that. Um, but uh, Ayurveda is actually um, certain body types and certain things that your body responds to. And it's not based on your size. It's based on uh, how, how grounded you are, how much heat you have maybe, or how airy your body is. And this is why you have some people who eat a lot and are really skinny and some people who barely eat and are really heavy. And it's got nothing to do with uh, hormones sometimes. It's just the way your body wants to function and is designed. And that's what it is in equilibrium. And so what you need to do with Ayurveda is tend to keep yourself in balance. All three should be in balance. So if, you, if you're leaning towards one more and then the second and then the third, um, what Ayurveda aims to do is get you in that balance and through multiple routines. Um, it's, uh, food is huge, 
but there's multiple routines that you can do to um, get that balance as well, especially in terms of breathing. So breathing is a big one that helps you um, balance yourself. If you have any gut issues of any sort, know that you're out of balance, 100%. It's as simple as that. So uh, definitely read up more on Ayurveda. There are just so many resources. I don't want to comment on too much because I'm not a certified professional. So I just want to be ethical about that. But definitely read up on it. Yes, thank you so much, Sabin, for sharing what you know because you're a practitioner and for friends who want to kind of try to balance the different qualities like what Sabin has just said, there is definitely a lot of online resources that you can check what your body type is and how to know when you're unbalance or how to balance it and maybe that could be one of the things and what kind of foods to avoid in what seasons certain seasons mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, ask you to avoid certain foods and stuff like that you know and so each food has a heat and a cold section to it it's it's not a very western concept but it's a very eastern concept majority of the eastern countries believe that each food has a, a len leniency towards the heat and cold um, one thing, actually, if, I, if you don't mind, I will interrupt you. I know you're going somewhere with this. But one of the things that I strongly believe in, and I see a lot of people do this, and it really is my biggest pet peeve, the health food, the superfoods that people go crazy over, you need to ensure that you're taking them in moderation, right? Because those are healing foods. Those are strong foods in, uh, that, the, that nature creates. Now, if you tend to have your turmeric latte every day, there's nothing wrong with it, but it will stop working for you because it will, you will have built a certain to uh, tolerance to, uh, towards it, right? So you need to be very careful. Now, for some people, turmeric is, because uh, turmeric has a lot of heat in it, right? Um, you will start seeing that a lot of people break out with uh, acne and stuff like that. And it's because you're overdoing it. So healthy foods you can overdo that too so just be careful about that right um on the other hand onions are great for you like everything is good for you yeah. so a lot of people are like oh onions are good for me i'm going to have a lot of that and stuff and raw and stuff like that schooling and all of that but at some point it stops working that way because you've overdone it so the superfood industry um be very cautious of including everything but not overdoing it is all I'm going to say for people who are into this trend. Don't take it as a trend. Yes, take it as something for your health and your well-being. And that's such an important message. That's a great reminder. Thank you so much, Sabine. I even have to keep that in check because everything in balance and in moderation is how it should be, right? Yeah. yeah Nothing good is, over, uh, is good if it's overdone. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Definitely. I believe in that too. So one of the last things that I would really like to talk to you about. I know this has such been an amazing conversation. I'm learning so much from you, Sabine. But oh, thank you. Yes, for our friends or maybe me listening in the future that are having a little bit of resistance towards taking out time for ourselves because maybe we have a lot of responsibilities with family, with work, and with our passions. And sometimes we forget to be there for ourselves what would you recommend them for something to remember or something to act on when we are just overdoing things? Yeah. Okay. One of the things that you have to understand is 
no matter who you talk to, no matter what healing plan you have, no matter um, where you go, right? You know that you're the one who has to do the work. So no matter how many coaches you pay for, no matter what doctor you go to, no matter what you are studying, it doesn't matter. You have to do the work regardless. There is zero, zero quick fixes. So even if you're hiring a coach, for example, you will do that work with that coach. It's just that the coach is with you. That's yeah. all there is to it, right? And so when you are struggling to get into this routine, um, take a step back and understand that maybe the routine you've set for yourself is maybe a little bit too ambitious or it may be overdoing something um, because you think you need to do it. So go back into your needs, right? So if you dig deep into your needs, you're never not going to do it because you know that you need it personally, right? So if you're struggling with a healthy routine that you've set for yourself and it's not working for you, take a step back write it down on paper and see what you need to move around and for what to work, right? So for me, an evening meditation absolutely does not work. I just, I just cannot use meditation during the day. I need to wake up at 5 a.m. if I want to meditate, right? So there are days, like today, I was out till three o'clock in the night, right? We all, we all are human beings, right? We will all do certain things. Um, Sometimes you're just enjoying a conversation with someone and you'll stay up all that time. Now I woke up around eight o'clock in the morning. So I've missed my meditation, right? That I do in the morning. Uh, I will go back and I'll find a time that I can decompress. It may not be a true meditation that I would have done at 5 a.m., but I will find that time to decompress. So today I'm going to struggle with finding that time, right? But the point is I know I need it because I know there are certain solutions that I've been growing on and I know it's only gonna come if I sit with myself. So it's a need. I know I'm, I can only find that solution if I sit, you see? And so this is how you tend to get away from that struggle of the routine. Like I said, avoid calling it a routine, call it a ritual. You wanna do something. See, you love doing this podcast, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be dedicated to it. You wouldn't have shown up on time. You would have made a million excuses to record the session, right? But you love it. You are doing it out of passion. It's a need that you're fulfilling for yourself. And you're doing this because you know that future in the future, it's going to build up to something. Again, that's a need you're fulfilling. This is why you're not missing it. And you're doing it in quality. And so that's, the, that's where I will say. The last point I would leave you with in when you struggle, it's okay. It's okay to miss certain days. It's just okay to go on a bender for a couple of times till you set yourself a time limit to when you're going off on a bender. So if you want to really say, I am done, I'm done being disciplined. I really just don't want, I just want to break. I want to be bad. I want to do, I, I mean, let's, let's take the extremes. I want to go uh, binge uh, eating and binge drinking. And I just want to smoke my heart out. You know, if that's what works for you, if that's, if that's the extreme you want to go to, um, I would suggest you don't do all of that. But, <laughs> but if, it's, if it's an extreme that you want to go to because you're just done and you need a break, take the break, but put a time limit on it. It's not I'm falling off the wagon, 
I am just getting off for a second and I'm getting back on it. It's like a train stop. So use it as a train stop, you know? Um, and always, once you set yourself a time limit, you will, all, you will find that 90% of the time you get back into it, right? And then so, and this is, and so it becomes your holiday period. And, and that's how you tend to stay in this routine. And it doesn't become hard because it becomes a lifestyle. Another thing that you absolutely need to absolutely need to understand is a healthy attitude is a lifestyle. It's got nothing to do with trendy, with uh, your crazy diets because you need to reach a goal and you need to reach this. If if you are doing a short term um, uh, routine to reach a certain goal at a certain time make sure that you're conscious of it. It's not a bad thing to do that, but make sure you're conscious of it, that for the next three months, I am training because I need to reach this goal, whether it's your weight goal, whether it's your fitness goal, because for athletes, it's different. Um, but say that after that, I'm going to fall back on my, on my lifestyle. And your lifestyle is what you work 80% of your time on fixing, because that is what helps. And that's a learning that I had from Ayurveda. Wow, thank you so much, Sabine. There is so much wisdom coming from this conversation. I'm truly learning so much from you. And, you know, that principle of just asking ourselves, stepping back, and what is it do I need? And that's a great pulse check just to make sure you're doing the right actions that are helping ourselves. Not what the society needs from you, what you need from yourself. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome, Tamara. I'm really, really inspired at the moment. Thank you for sharing. Thank <laughs> that you have shared. And, and I'm, I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> I've had goosebumps. I've just had jaw drops. And I'm just being so excited <laughs> because it's such a great experience to connect with you and to learn. Yeah, really, de definitely. All, all these you know, life-saving principles, because as you say, prob it's not a routine, it's a ritual, it's also an understanding. And it comes with, of course, the experience in your life and what you've learned from other people and how you teach and everything. So thank you so much for spending the time today here to talk about such an important... My pleasure. I have to say, um, it's very rare to find someone who asks these pertinent questions. And so I really enjoyed myself because some of the questions you asked allowed me to dig deep into certain things that I would like to share. So thank you for um, being a beautiful host, being well prepared and uh, asking the right kind of questions because that's how the real information comes out. Thank you so much, Sabine. I really appreciate it. And thank My you pleasure. so much for everyone who is listening, for people who want to follow your work. So we have your Instagram and where else can they find you? Can you please share some? Um, I've made it very simple. So the minute you put in Kokorology, it's me. <laughs> um, so whether it's online, which is K-O-K-O-R-O-L-O-G-Y. Um, whether it's online, whether it's on any social media platform, um, definitely connect with me, ask me questions. I love being asked questions. Um, tell me what you need. Maybe I'll help you design your life a little bit in the wellness space. Um, and um, that's how you can find me. Yay, thank you so much. <laughs> but your link's in the description. And thank you so much for everyone. My pleasure. My pleasure.
Thank you so much for everyone who has been listening to this podcast, listening to Sabine sharing her wisdom, and hopefully that you have not only found inspiration, but also determination to act on how you can take time out for yourself because it's such an important important thing to take care of yourself, to love yourself, so you can show up as your best self in front of everything that you have to do and you want to do and you need to do need (laughs) yes okay so i hopefully everyone who has been enjoying this can share it to someone that you know would need to listen to the messages that sabine has shared or anything else in this podcast and i hope that you are well and healthy thank you so much everyone namaste no.